Welcome, this is Mediva Podcast with me, Sarah Golding. Modern audio drama, indie voice acting podcast. Give me a yeah. Yeah, that'll do. Do you want some brilliant vocal warm-ups? Do you want to know why to get steamy daily or why you should consider sucking on the spout of a teapot with impunity? Then listen up, people. Hello, Sarah Golding here, and you're listening to Mediva Podcast, episode 109. Congratulations, you've won. Um, You, I guess, are here because you want to be a good, no, great voice actor. Yes, well, you're in the right place. Today, we warm up our whole bodies and voice. We talk alignment and staying healthy and discuss what to do if you lose your voice. We release our breaths. I said breath. And we talk all things embracing your vocal tics. I said tics, where to look for brilliant vocal coaches and, well, why you should not look for the person who has all the answers, but for the person still trying to find the answers. Pretty much what Mediva is doing right now. Uh, and all with the wonderful Nick Redmond. All links to her wares are on the show notes. And well, please do tweet her or Facebook her or social media, whatever you use her, on how awesome she is in this app. And um, well, here you go. It's Nick Redmond being awesome. <laughs> Hello and welcome hugely to the amazing Nick Redmond. Hello, Nick. Hello, Sarah. Can you just give us a little bit of info on, on what it is specifically you do and why you're so amazing? <laughs> wow. So I'm a voiceover artist of about 10 to 12 years and a voice coach and dialect coach. Mm. So I, I basically spend half of my time talking to myself in a padded box, like I'm sure a lot of your <laughs> listeners do, and the other half getting out and about, putting outside clothes on Ooh. and helping people with their voice in terms of voice technique and uh, accent training. So some days that's working with actors training, whether it's accents or voice technique from start to finish. Sometimes it's voiceover artists mm -hmm. or audio drama actors. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's corporate people who have a presentation coming up. Uh, it's all sorts, really. Anybody who uses their voice professionally. So it's, a, it's, yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, exciting. You have a beautiful, beautiful accent and look oh, to your voice you. as well. So, <laughs> thank you very much. Yes, that's very inspiring. <laughs> let's, let's jump in straight here. So so what are kind of some rookie mistakes that people might make with the setup of their mic? Um, things like the height of it, the angle, say if you've got condenser or dynamic mics, you know, your leads, do you sit, do you stand? What, what kind of do you recommend for just even setting up so I think one of the things that I come across with uh, voice actors uh, from all experience levels, really, depending on whether you're just starting or whether you've been going for ages, but you're just a bit comfortable or slightly complacent with your technique, mm. is that people tend to position the mic and then lean into it or uh, feel slightly scared about either asking a technician to move the microphone or fiddling around with it themselves. Mm -hmm. And what that does tends to really affect the alignment of the body. So uh, I suppose in Lemon's term, posture, yes. um, when we talk about this idea of allowing the neck to stay long and the back to stay long. And um, what you end up with is a lot of people sort of jutting their mouth towards the microphone. Mm. Actors and voice artists are very giving people. And when the visual aesthetic is taken out of performance, sometimes you're giving a lot more. And what that often translates to in terms of physicality and alignment is this real idea of 
shoulders hunching up and the chin coming forward and um, you end up with this weird kind of crooked humpback yes. style Wilfred Brambles comes to mind kind of oh, yeah that kind of sense well, exactly. So, so for me I think it's about getting the mic in a position that's the right height for you so whether that's just level with the mouth and nose mm-hmm. depending on the sort of microphone and then al- allowing yourself to get really good stable grounded alignment from the ground up around that microphone So you're not having to really lean in and ruin that alignment. So what I talk about, mean by alignment is if we think from the ground up, feet hip width apart, feeling that lovely contact with the floor on the soles of the feet from front to back, so from the toes right through to the heel, then allowing the knees to stay reasonably soft, the bum to feel a little bit heavy, the spine to stay nice and long, and really just allowing a feeling of length in the back of the neck. And think there's this sort of really naff uh, voice teachery term, which is like thinking back into your back. Um, and it's really just about allowing yourself to have tiny little tuck in the chin almost, just so that we can allow length in the back of the neck and the back of the body, rather than stretching the chin upwards and feeling strained down the front of the throat. Um, and that can really help when it comes to reducing vocal fatigue for those long sessions. Sure. And it particularly comes into its own when it comes to louder sessions or when you need to get a little bit angry or, or do some extreme voicing. Mm-hmm. And that enables you also to, to, to be able to place and, and manipulate breath a lot more successfully than kind of the hunched position, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Everything from voice, sort of confusingly for a lot of people when they first come for a session, is that most of it starts with the alignment and physicality and and muscular release. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for the first few sessions, you might not make any noise at all. You might just be letting people relax and release and sorting out their alignment. And when it comes to uh, voiceover, it's exactly the same. So um, just getting yourself into a position where you feel comfortable and not restrained but you're just really conscious that you're not jutting the chin forward. And breath, you, you mentioned breath there, which is absolutely right, because we've got the spine, off the spine come the ribs, mm. and all the uh, breathing apparatus is tucked in behind there. And of course, the abdominals are used to keep you upright and stable. But what we want on the in-breath for um, efficient phonation and healthy phonation is allowing that release of the abdominals so the breath can come in nice and low so that the lower voice support muscles can support the air on the way out. Mm -hmm. And if you're all hunched over and things, your abdominal muscles in your back are being used to keep you upright rather than aligning yourself how nature intended and letting the skeletal system do most of the alignment and the the structural work so that the muscles can release. Sounds a bit technical there. (laughs) No, that's that's great. And and, and I guess for those with the duvet forts underneath, you know, Mm. chairs and things, (laughs) you know, uh, perhaps in a sitting position, because of necessity, what would you recommend for them? So same applies in terms of position from the mic. Make sure you can get close enough to not allow that chin jutting. In terms of sitting, it's absolutely fine to sit. I like standing, but I don't do a lot of long form, to be honest. My, my, my attention span's not great. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I tend to stand, but uh, I know a lot of audiobook narrators who would, you know, go for hours and hours on end. So for me, it's about feeling that connection with the floor and still allowing yourself length in the back and uh, length and freedom in the back of the neck. And the way to do that is to think of sort of, I I like to sort of talk about like a right angle rule. So your feet are on the floor, uh, hip width apart again, if possible. You're allowing a right angle between the top of the foot and the front of the shin, a right angle between the calf and the thigh, if you know what I mean, coming up 
and then a right angle between the top of the thigh and mm-hmm. the torso. So what you're doing is keeping everything as stable and sturdy as possible without putting too much pressure on any particular joint or in any sort of inefficient way. Yeah, who'd have thought there'd been so much maths in sitting down? I know, right? Lots of right angle. <laughs> My uh, maths teacher would be having a right laugh. <laughs> right now proud very proud the other thing just about um sitting is try and sit on your sit bones which sounds ridiculous on the edge of the chair because that'll just allow you to think long in the back of the neck and and in the back and allow this feeling of the bum sort of gently just dropping down Mm -hmm. so you're less inclined to hunch over yes you see I, i normally stand up to record everything and I, I have got a trifold screen with a duvet thrown over a mic kind of foamed stand covering. And so it gets very hot in here. So I kind of go down to <laughs> to breathe now and then. Yeah. But the, the, the key thing is when I went to record something where I was sitting down, I felt like I couldn't breathe properly. It was such a strange mm. thing that I was more concentrating on that breath because I didn't have that sort of alignment that you've been talking about. So So, yeah, it was very strange to record sitting down somewhere. I, I really didn't like it. <laughs> a lot of the time, it's sitting, I, you find you're sitting down when I, I do a lot of my recording remotely, but when you go to studios, a lot of it is a sitting down mm. setup. And sometimes it's just about having the confidence or the presence to say, do you mind if I stand? Can we just adjust the setup? Or getting the, the technician just to come in and help you with the microphone so that yes. you can get yourself seated in the position that you're comfortable in and then get them to position the mic where they feel is the best for the sound that they need to record mm-hmm. without being a total diva about it of course well you know we're allowed a little hissy fit now and then huh <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so so with regards to our recording setup actually being ready we then need to potentially warm up can you give us a couple of different strategies just perhaps a, a morning warm-up and uh, in contrast to that there's a lot of us who do work perhaps after the midnight hour where we must not be fed or watered just in case. Mm-hmm. And it's just about being sort of those quiet warm-ups as well. Yes. So first thing in the morning, I highly recommend a really good session of spine rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who does Pilates or yoga might be familiar with this concept, but it's just about allowing yourself again to find alignment. I'll yabber on with it for ages. <laughs> feet, feet under the hips, really feeling that contact with the floor, knees released, arms gently by your sides, Bum slightly heavy, spine nice and long, neck free, and um, just allowing the head to drop forward so you get that lovely released feeling in the neck. And then just allowing the head, the shoulders, the hands, the arms to get nice and heavy as you sort of gently unstack the spine as you roll towards the floor. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's almost like you're popping each spine as you're rolling slowly down. Yes, that's it. So so you get down there and the thing to be wary of is the neck wants to get involved and sort of re-engage halfway down. So you just have to keep telling your neck to just release and let go. Let gravity help you out here and allow the head to feel nice and heavy. And then when you get down towards the floor, just checking the neck's released by doing a little nod yes of the head and a shake no of the head. And then giving the shoulders a little shimmy. And if you want, you can just bubble some air out like towards the floor. That'll sound weird, I'm sure. Sounds great. And then... (laughs) then gently, gently again, roll up to standing. Once again, just paying attention to the neck making sure it doesn't engage halfway, rolling up shoulder height, right up to shoulders being up to where they would be if you were standing, but the head still dropped forward. Take a couple of seconds and then just float the head up on top of the the neck at the end. And what that tends to do after you've been lying down 
is just wake everything up a little bit mm. and um, stretch out the lower back and all those weird positions we get in when we're sleeping. We don't want to talk about those on here. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> no, X-rated. Although you must have a much more exciting life than I do. <laughs> well, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> you don't have a toddler. <laughs> well, not that I know of, no. <laughs> So um, so a couple of those is really nice. You can do the first one nice and slowly just to wake the body up. And then you can speed them up a little bit. And it's nice to bring some sound in. So next time you're sort of hanging over yourself, you can do a little, the same lip trills or horse lips with a little gentle slide through the vocal range. Or a little bubble of sound like, that's like, um, I spell that W-U-H, like a big puffy, airy. I like that. Yes. You know that kind of sigh, oh, thank goodness that's over, sort of sound, sigh of relief. Yes, yes. Oof. Good. Just a little bubble of air, really. Um, and then a few of those is great. Anything to do with waking up the joints in the body in the morning is brilliant. Mm. And if any, you know, if you're into swimming or doing any exercise or, I don't know, I think they call it running or jogging. Wouldn't really be my thing. I've, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard of people who do that. Weird, crazy people. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, anything that gets the breath going and a bit of energy in the body is great. Uh, in terms of the voice, there's not a whole pile of sounds you really need to warm up the vocal folds themselves. I mean, really, it's just that lovely siren sound. So if you if you imagine the word sing, S-I-N-G, the N-G sound, as it would be in sort of standard English, sing, 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 is a lovely way of just getting really good, efficient vocal fold closure first thing. And just waking up and giving the folds a gentle massage. And any sounds that you make first thing in the morning, just take it nice and easy. Barbara Houseman puts it nicely. I think she says sort of work with a quite a cocky sort of casual attitude. So just sing. So you're not pushing for volume or anything. It's just a little bit of a gentle massage to wake things up. The important thing around those sorts of sounds is um, releasing muscles. So any neck stretches or shoulder release you can do, even opening up the ribs with a little bit of side stretching. If you're into like squatting or uh, any kind of all fours, giving the spine a little jiggle, anything that gets the body woken up is is, is hugely beneficial for voice, particularly first thing. Mm-hmm. There's also some nice stuff you can do for breath. So if you sort of stand with your one foot in front of the other and get a nice gentle sort of bounce in the knee and swing your arm back and forwards and allow a nice um, breath out and in. So if you allow the breath out on the swing forwards and in, Nice and quietly on the way back. It just gets the breath pumping a little bit, which is quite good as well. Great. First thing. I also hugely advocate a little bit of steaming. Oh, yes. Uh, so, yeah. So you don't need anything fancy. I, I mean, a lot of people would use a Dr. Nelson's inhaler, which is sort of a porcelain thing with a tube, which I have, which is great. But any little steamer you can get. Or even, as a pal uh, recommended to me when she was out and about, she said if she can't find her steamer, she just sucks on the spout of a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> which is a brilliant idea when you're Marvellous. working away. That's a wonderful image. And I was going to say, no no burning of the drambui, though. That's probably taking it too far. No, a little bit too far. <laughs> if only. Maybe after the session. Maybe, yes, we've done well. The reward. <laughs> Even the, the, you know, the old classic bowl of water with a towel over your head is great. But just don't put anything in the water. So there's no need for any menthol or Vicks, as lovely as it smells. Uh, menthol has a tendency to dry out the vocal folds and mucus. Ah. So you just need to be a little bit careful. So all we really want the steaming for is maintenance in terms of vocal health. And it also warms up the inside of the throat nicely. And it will warm up the vocal folds a little bit physically as well. 
as those droplets kind of um, absorb into the vocal folds from the outside. It'd be great for your skin too. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I I use I like the Dr. Nelsons because I don't like the feeling of steaming my entire face every day. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> I, I steam like a lot of people have a coffee, I think. It's my kind of, oh, morning, where's my steamer? You know, ah. it's my kind of morning ritual. There you go. Present requests, mm. folks. <laughs> Dr. Nelsons, inhaler. Yeah. <laughs> we should get sponsored, shouldn't we? <laughs> Absolutely. I suppose if you're doing something a little bit later on and you need to get things going again, People might have had a long day or, um, you know, had lots going on. Yawning is wonderful for resetting the uh, the larynx. Ah, yes. <laughs> now I use that. Yeah. Yes, a lot. I And I tend to set myself off in a, at least five in a row. <laughs> Do you know what? And I just say enjoy them. A real good adult yawn can be like seven to ten seconds. Just give into it. Let it take over your whole body. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, great. Mm. One of my voice coach pals, I did a... Uh, Laura Carroll, I did a little session with her a little while ago, and uh, we uh, she did a whole session based on yawning. It was fabulous. Wow. Felt so revived, like yawning into the body and just allowing the yawn to sort of take over. Seems ridiculous. No, I love it. But uh, it really helps create space in the body, which is perfect for voice. I think those moments as well, when you're actually focused on yourself, don't happen often enough in voice work uh, with the mm. rush and intent of your actual real life as well. So I think to slow yourself down, actually really focus on these exercises would really help sort of mentally as well, just get yourself in a a place where you're ready to you know, really enjoy the next phases of what you've got to do. Yeah, definitely. And any of those lip trills are great as well. So, yeah, superb. With things like articulation and you know, uh, getting your mouth ready to move, obviously we have tongue twisters and that kind of thing down the line a little bit. But what else would you recommend for, for getting that mouth ready? So when it comes to articulation, there's a tendency to want to go straight to the tongue twisters and the fun bits and the letters themselves. But it's really important to work on the release of the articulators as well. Mm -hmm. Just like we release all the muscles in the body before we start work on breath and resonance and things. The articulation is the final sort of barrier of that communication. So we need to release all the facial muscles and the articulators specifically themselves. Now, describing these over audio might be uh, interesting, <laughs> but any anything you can do, and I suppose this ties in with quiet warm-ups if you need them um, during the day or if you're in the middle of a session and you need to do a little something while somebody else is recording. Um, but if you just give the face a bit of a squish around or a gurn, in whatever way you interpret that to be, whether it's your man with his head through the, the horse collar or uh, uh, back in the older days or just a bit of a squidge of the face. I'm doing it now to myself, which feels ridiculous. Bit of a Les Dawson moment kind of happening. Yeah, yeah just really working into all the muscles, having a bit of a scrunch of the nose, getting the lips going up and down, side to side. Try not to move the jaw side to side too much because we're our jaw is a hinge is a hinge joint, so it's not sort of designed to go sideways. So that's a bit of a treacherous one. Just be careful of that. But just moving the lips and really playing with the face like it's sort of plasticine's a really good one to get everything going. I like a little um, gentle tip tap of the fingers all over the face as yes. well, even into like the eye sockets and the eyebrows and down the the furrow of the brow and the temples and things because it just wakens and alivens and it's sort of like you saying hello face yes. <laughs> ready to go you're alive <laughs> you're alive uh, and then things like if you go from the vowel ooh with a nice rounded lip shape to the vowel e with a really wide wallace and gromit style face ooh, ee, ooh, ee, ooh, ee, ooh, ee, ooh, ee, nice and quickly mm -hmm. 
Um, that's a good one for waking up the lips a little bit. And it also gets the tongue going because ooh and e, ooh and e are different vowel tongue shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lovely one. And it's a uh, just be careful not to go ooh e, ooh e, ooh e and make it really glottal on set. Keep it nice and smooth. Another one is um, just pouting the lips out like um, your favourite Botox celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blowing a few ca- uh, insert celebrity uh, as appropriate. I shan't name names. Yeah, a couple of duck faces hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bit of a duck face. That's it. And have, have you blow a few kisses around. Lovely. And then do your best. Uh, my mum hates this because she's a nana and she still has all her teeth. But nana lips, I call them. <laughs> so tucking your lips over your teeth. Oh yes. That's and doing a few yeah. kisses like that. Okay. And then one of my students' favourites, uh, cat's bum lips, which <laughs> if you... Um, Are the CBLs, yes. Yeah, you uh, puckered the lips in, in a little tiny tight circle. I think Roald Dahl uses it as well in George's Marvelous Medicine. He says that the, the grandma's mouth is puckered up like a dog's bottom. Oh. It's that little puckered up sort of feeling. Beautiful illustration. Yes. I know. Pull it right in and do some more kisses like that. And then just a massive clown face. Scary. Um, is a great one. You've scared lots of people yeah. now. People who are scared of clowns are not going to listen anymore. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, lion face. Oh, God. Could be scared of lions. Uh, big, happy, smiley face. No, that's scary too. <laughs> you can edit, edit that in. <laughs> so anything you can do to get the lips and the cheeks and the face moving. And, of course, don't neglect the tongue. Of course. So there's a lovely exercise known as a slug tongue in these parts where you just gently let the tongue rest on the lower lip Uh (laughs) and I'm doing it again as if you can see me I'm doing it Um, as well and Uh then good Uh, I'll take it back in to explain and then you just talk through days of the week months of the year and count one to ten so you end up with like Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday good trying to be as articulate as possible really around that but letting the tongue stay nice and free and then what you find is the tongue comes back into the mouth it feels much bigger and slightly more released mm-hmm. um, I always feel like I've had Botox or something in my tongue like it feels quite big after that but what that does is release the, any bunching at the back of the tongue root and the tongue is attached to the larynx itself so if you have bunching at the tongue root then you're, you're losing the capacity for space at the pharynx above the larynx and you're also possibly pulling the larynx up slightly so um, you know there might be a bit of less freedom of movement there so any tongue tension that you can release in terms of tongue exercise is great as well so french kissing completely allowed Girls, absolutely boys, as long as it's yeah as long as you're allowed in there you know don't do yeah, it, yeah. don't do it just to random strangers that could just ask your other after a big old snog <laughs> yes yes or you get yep. uh, stuck in <laughs> uh or just the back of your hand you know like when you were oh. practicing is that just me secrets out no we all do it we all, i still do it <laughs> just for fun that's that's the most kissing scenes isn't it it's basically your hand getting most of the action exactly it's something that i think uh, audio drama actors are very familiar with lucky hands <laughs> very lucky so yeah release the articulators and the facial muscles and then crack on with your favorite tongue twisters mm-hmm. so three of my favorites are oh, come on. irish wristwatch oh irish wristwatch. irish wristwatch i like that yes uh, that's a good one and then i also like wicked cricket critic Wicked cricket. Wicked cricket. 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 Wicked cricket. Oh, yeah, no, critic. I can't. Wicked cricket. No, it's not gone. I'm rubbish. That is a tricky one. Wicked and then the cricket. other one I like, uh, which seems simple but can mess you up, is black background, brown background. Particularly good in a Northern Irish accent. Black background, brown background. Black background. 
brown background. Okay, good. Yes, I like. <laughs> I, these are new as well. The ones I oh, haven't good. seen, so superb. And any anything you can do with what we would call consonant clusters, so consonants quite close together, usked, osked, osked, or ubed, obed, obed, or ut, ot, ot, anything like that. It's basically Danish. Absolutely. Yes, beautiful. Yeah, that's exactly it. So anything like that really is is good. And of course, the interesting thing about articulation is Articulation is as much in the vowels as it is in the consonants. So remember to allow space for the vowels in your um, in your scripts. There is a sort of theory that the vowels uh, hold the emotion of text and the consonants hold the clarity. And you can't really have communication without, you know, without both of those. So really allow time for your vowels as well. Sometimes it's nice just to read through some text only sounding the vowels. Oh, yes, I like doing that. So if I was thinking about, yeah, like I wandered lonely as a cloud, for example, you'd get... Um, so it's about just so- letting the vowels yes. sound out rather than it's, just saying the vowels as you see them on the page. It's strangely soothing doing that actually as well, mm. I find. Yes, yes, superb. And what kind of other things would you do before then proceeding to actually record? I'd probably do another spine roll because I love them. <laughs> uh, and then I would just uh, I'd get into situ in the in the booth, check I've got everything I need. Do a little, so say I've got, you know, 50 on hold prompts to do or something absolutely exciting (laughs) like that. I'd maybe do the first couple and have a listen back and just hear if there are any particular parts of my um, articulatory system that are still asleep. For example, I often weirdly have problems with my bilabials. Uh, So that, that means, well, yeah, painful. That means consonants, plosive consonants made with both lips. So b, p and m. Um, often they're a little bit weak first thing, so I'll have to go back and just make sure that I've done enough for those. But apart from that, I'd probably just crack straight in. Lots of water, of course. Yeah, I was going to say wonderful, wonderful tips there. And it's that whole kind of getting ready thing. I mean, they, they, they generally have suggested on various things I've listened to and heard and watched and seen and seen live that, you know, you must drink sort of up to a litre of water before, like an hour before you're going to record as well as have some alongside when you're going to be, you know, during a long day, you need to keep topping yourself up. If people are having that issue of, of clickiness, uh, what kind of things can you suggest to help them? So the hydration thing is interesting because everybody's body is different and everybody's body requires different amounts of water, very much depending on your diet and your lifestyle. So I think people underestimate the importance of general hydration all round. So it's not just, oh gosh, I'm recording tomorrow I need you know, or this afternoon, I need to have two pints of water right now. Hydration can take between four to eight hours to reach the vocal folds and make a difference to the mucus there. So everybody's different. I think it's really important to have all round general hydration and you will know whether you're a, you know, pizza and chips kind of person or a salad and veg and fish kind of person. Or just chocolate. Mm. Or just chocolate. Well, chocolate could come with all of those. Mm. Um, I think, you know, the healthier your diet and the more fruit and veg you have, the more hydrated your system's going to be. So you might need a little bit less than somebody else. So it's about having an awareness of your own body and just making sure you're constantly topped up because that's the thing that's going to keep the mucus thin generally and stop that clicking in things. Lots of people profess to things like green apples and pineapple juice and whatnot. To be honest, apart from 
a bit of steaming, I think, as well is quite good. Or I think some people talk about just swelling your mouth out quickly with vinegar or mouthwash, things like that. Oh, yes. Yes, I've had the apple apple cider vinegar, is it? Yes. But I, some I honestly can't sort of say, and I'd love to be corrected by this, any other, any other cures for mouth clickiness apart from hydration, because, you know, that's the element that it's affecting. It's the thickness of the saliva and the mucus in that area. Hmm. And that's affected by your hydration. Now, there are things diet-wise that can affect the sort of uh, thickness of mucus for people. So some people say cheese and dairy. Some people say, weirdly, you know, bananas or pork or loads of random things, depending again on your body. But Mm -hmm. some people it doesn't. Like, I don't find dairy has an effect on me at all. Some people think caffeine and things like that will dehydrate you. So if you are concerned about mouth clicks, uh, or you are prone to it, I'd probably err on the side of caution for all of those just to experiment and see in what state you are at your least clicky. Yes, so if it is a bottle of red wine that keeps you beautifully liquidated... Go then, for it. Then, yeah. Recommended. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, maybe not. No, not condoning drinking, And of also, yeah, smoking is a big one for mouth clicks. Mm, so sorry, yes. guys. If you're a clicker and you smoke... You ain't getting any sympathy from me. <laughs> give up, give up now. Yeah. Save those lungs, those beautiful lungs of yours. Beautiful lungs. Oh. They just, you know, everybody's entitled to their uh, their their lifestyle, but it, you know, it, yes. it will not help when it comes to mouth clicks. Yes, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, talking about that, you know, it's all part of keeping in shape generally, and we've talked a little bit about that with you know doing the exercises and and having those moments of awareness. So, what other things do you think we should just do to be keeping our our voice ourselves in in shape so we don't get ill, <laughs> so we don't lose our voice, which happens now and then. That happened to me three weeks ago, but my voice was beautifully deep for a short while, and my Lauren Bacall impression was, was supreme. I must say. <laughs> I, I sent a, a file off to someone saying I'm really sorry I've had a cough and they were like sounds great I was like well if anybody needs <laughs> 40 a day smoker sign for the next 48 hours I'm here <laughs> without but, um, the corrupted lungs yes. yeah exactly <laughs> so oh. first thing is rest we cannot we really underestimate the power of rest I remember and that I mean proper rest. I don't mean lying on the sofa watching TV and also scrolling through your phone. I mean decent sleep, rest, whether it's, you know, relaxing, a bit of gentle meditative exercise or getting out and having a walk, just re- mental rest, physical rest, all rest, particularly sleep. Sleep is when our body heals itself. Sleep is when our body does its most clever, wonderful things. And it checks, you know, oh, there's a weird sound down there. Let's check that out. Oh, that bit's sore. What can we do down there? So sleep is so important. I was just going to say, you should voice the voice of someone asleep. That would be a brilliant audio drama. I just think someone needs to write that and Nick needs to voice it. I'm just putting it out. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be the uh, army of things that go to work yes. inside the human body. Oh, you're <laughs> so right. You're so right. And I think yeah, because a lot of folks like me are, are doing this alongside various other things as well as family life, you, you tend to mm. work quite late on uh, into the early hours of the morning. So, yeah, and, and you don't get that time back. So, yeah, it is about being kind to yourself other parts of the week. I've done really naughty things. I've felt like having a bath when I've taken my kids to school and I just get in the bath and that feels hugely luxurious. Good for you. But because I've worked till sort of two or three the previous night, I just think, well, this is my my time I would have had just, just going to sleep and chilling. So, so yeah, it's just little moments like that of having uh, some kind to yourself time, mm. I think. And sometimes... Key. Sometimes I think you have to question whether 
working super late all the time. Not you, I mean, one generally mm. has to think, mm. am I doing my best work? Like, is this the best of me that I'm representing here? Or am I just fitting it in because I have to? Is there another way? And I know sometimes there isn't. I have a toddler and I run my business and I there are never enough hours in the day. <laughs> but we we also, I think, live in this peculiar world now where we share everything. And it, sharing how busy you are is sometimes a mark of honour. Particularly for self-employed people, it's, you know, oh gosh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. I did it today and yesterday, you know, I sat on the couch last night and did some work and I'm, you know, technically working now tonight and that's fine, but I'll make sure that tomorrow night I sit in my arse and watch <laughs> MasterChef <laughs> and have a bath. Yes, good choice. So I think you just have to weigh up. I think that wisdom comes with a... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, balance. It is balance. It yeah. is that is so key. And it is mm. I think, you know, you're not really beholden to anyone else. Okay, yes, you are to deadlines and so on. But, you know, you do what you can manage and, and I've learned to say no a lot more very recently because my husband was coming in and I was recording, as I say, at half two and he was going, You know, it's half two in the morning and I was like, Yes, I'm just gonna finish this and it just it just is is yeah, it's important to kind of get that balance of things, not just for you but if people around mm. you as well who are going to live with you if you're a bit grumpy <laughs> it's not fair it's not fair on them really is it yeah. <laughs> and the other i mean i'm sure most people listening to your podcast know the usual blather about honey and lemon a nice local honey is as good for you as manuka mm-hmm. lots of ginger lots of garlic all those sorts of things yes. to help the immune system i've recently discovered the wonders of oregano oil yes. in my I'm aromatherapy diffuser. Just uh, it's p- apparently very good for the voice, so I'm experimenting with that in terms of the chest health. One of a couple of my pals do this mad thing where they get like a whole bulb of garlic, crush it all up raw, and then just chug it back in a glass of orange juice. Whoa! Which is quite stinky, but they swear by it for if they've got a cold coming on. Um, <gasps> health, yes, see, garlic has been. Yeah, you get garlic pills and all sorts, don't you? So it must have yeah. some health, natural health properties. And ginger does not. Have have actual gin in it though does it i found this out no but it can <laughs> <gasps> revelation yes yeah i'm here first <laughs> um the other thing as well if you do lose your voice i think people are very focused on voice rest and yes you should be careful and not voice too much but firstly don't whisper if you do have to communicate talk on what we would call full voice but as quietly as possible, she says, moving in towards the mic, doing her best to have the Um <laughs> uh, But also those gentle sirens on that word sing I was talking about, sing, are really good vocal rehab for if there is a little swelling or something on there from a bit of uh, whether you're coughing or just a bit vocally tired. Yeah. And again, what you do when well, you might find when you're ill and you've, your voice is under par, when you slide up and down your range, you get a little gap. It happened to me or in this recording, actually, where you get sort of get like a sing, yeah, sort of feel. And that's where there's like a little tiny little something on the vocal folds, just a little swelling from tiredness or, or illness. And that's where you can't get full closure of the folds. So you miss out that little bit of, of the voice. But what again, what your brain then does is notice that that gap is there. And it starts setting to work all the little bits and bobs inside going, oh, hang on a sec, we usually make a sound there. Let's check it out. And they sort of send things down. I mean, that's a very unscientific way of <laughs> explaining what your body does. No, I, my, Scientists, please hear <laughs> my, my go-to is, um, is, is from Scooby-Doo, actually, and it's Zowie when that happens. Because, you know, this is Zowie. So, yeah, that was my go-to of um, trying to replenish and, and, and keep Good. myself going. That's another one for you to play. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. Those gentle sirens up and down the range throughout the day you're having vocal rest, for example, is just a little extra that you can do. And also a lot of people would advocate um, a gentle speaking on what's called creek quality, or most commonly known as vocal fry. Yes. So it's, <laughs> so it's that kind of very gentle sort of... Uh, yeah, that I love feeling, doing that. Like, like the, Karda- uh, the Kardashians yes, sort of yes. thing. But again, keeping it really gentle, you're not pushing for some ridiculous character voice, you're just letting the air come through nice and gently. It's not dangerous for your voice at all, if done nice and freely and gently, it's just, it's actually like a nice little massage. As far as my current voice teacher knowledge would uh, would mm, profess, yeah, yes? It's like, it's like basing yourself, I do find. When you, when you do that and you are just focused on just the resonance coming out of you, but very gentle kind of manner, it's so... Almost like a, a little form of not therapy. What's the word I'm looking for? Meditation, really. And I, mm. I do find it a very relaxing kind of uh, way to to start. So yes, yeah, so so staying well is key. So rest, basic, good diet. Don't smoke. Mm. Don't steaming. drink too much. Steaming. <laughs> so there's so many things for you to to jump on there and just keep yourself healthy and look after you because there's only one you. And you're oh, yes, very I hugely recommend massages and all that kind of stuff mm. uh, because any release of tension is both mentally and physically beneficial and very freeing for the voice. Superb. So yes, go get that massage and again find people in the street who might perhaps be nice <laughs> uh, if, if nobody else is in good proximity which proximity brings me on to my next question so so back at the mic now we've looked after ourselves, we're in fine form, we've done lots of spine rolls and uh, tongue twisters and articulation and we're ready. Proximity to the mic. Now generally if, if you kind of do this, that um, Hawaii everything's cool kind of sign isn't there with you stick your little finger out in your thumb and you wiggle Mm -hmm. your hand from side to side and I've heard people say that if you put your thumb on your chin and the little finger towards where your pop sure might be that's the kind of good basic distance for you to be for general talking would you agree with that or is there something else you would suggest it's yeah everybody's different so it's about trial and error you may have a more booming voice than others you may have a quieter voice so uh Yes, in terms of proximity, yes. The whole thumb to your lips and little pinky pointing outwards towards the pop screen is a very good place to start. You'll have to play with the gain on your microphone and you'll have to play with what works for you in terms of the natural projection you get from your voice. Everybody's different, but it's a decent place to start. Um, I think if you're doing anything louder, uh, good tips are working across the mic or, you know, your classic move away. Uh, depending on um, what the theme or the you know the tone of the the distance is. Can I just ask you to say? Just sorry to interrupt you, but just regards to to across the mic. Can you explain what that means? To yes. Okay. Sorry. So there's a sweet spot on most microphones um, where you know there's um, either a light or a marker that points to where most of the sound is taken in, as long as it's a standard sort of voice of a microphone and not a singing microphone. Um, and if you if you work across that point whether it's turning your head a little bit to the right or whether it's moving the microphone slightly, then um, your some of your voice will miss that point so it'll seem a little bit quieter, it'll come across a bit quieter. Um, so that's what across the mic means. Um, or yeah, moving a little bit further away for the big stuff and moving a little bit closer for the sexy stuff um, or the intense stuff, I should sexy say. And, and of course, always remembering this has to come from alignment first. So it's about not just poking your head forward or leaning back. It's about moving from the feet. So stepping forward, stepping back, stepping to the right um, to really keep that alignment 
in uh, in place. Because mm. I've been experimenting with shouting because I've had a range of roles that have such a, a range of, 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 of vocal kind of intensity from whispering upwards to full on shouting. And I, mm. as I say, I'm in my, my tricorner booth with my, my DV over the top. So I can't get here. This is the furthest I get away from here. And so I've experimented with the turning round. I've experimented with, you know, talking into the duvet and going down on towards the floor. I have tried to elongate the, the recording space I have available to me as well by u- utilising various blankets as well. But uh, are there any <laughs> other things for sort of specific if you do have moments where you do have to shout? Mm. First, there's a lot to be said as well for the the body taking on physically the energy of shouting, but the voice not um, allowing the volume to, to match that. So if your body's getting behind this feeling of shouting, you don't often need to go completely full whack on the volume. And that's something to play with. It's a bit of an abstract idea. It can feel a bit weird, but you know, you can get that, you can get that feeling of shouting without actually too much volume, you know. So something about playing with that's probably quite good. Generally, in terms of extreme voicing, you want to feel that we talk about a few things. One is this um, really allowing that lower abdominal release so the air can come in nice and freely through a really open, free and relaxed throat. So you want to be just allowing space and trying to avoid any breaths that that are noisy, like (gasps) that sort of a gasping breath. Um, The other idea to play with in terms of extreme voicing is the idea of anchoring and um, physical stability. So if you can allow strength in the back of the body in the lats latissimus dorsi for all your gym goers and that sort of um, whether some people like the trick of if you have your hands by your sides just imagine you're squeezing a lemon under your armpits and you get this little feeling of engagement in the lats at the back then the upper back or um, if you're familiar with the gym she says having not been in a million years um, um, a lat pull down so if you're pulling down a bar above your head mm. down to your hands sort of being at right angles um, to, to your shoulders um, you'll also get that engagement of the lats as well and what that does is give you strength and stability there in the back of the body which allows for that release of the breath in at the front and the other thing to remember is again I'm sorry to bang on about it but alignment so it's allowing the feet to be connected to the floor, keeping the knees nice and released. The spine stays long. We let that lovely engagement of the lats. We have that long neck and we really try and avoid chin jutting because what happens when people shout is the chin just goes mad. Sure. You see it in actors all the time. Like I said, we are a wonderfully giving bunch, um, but giving so much that we're losing the sort of integrity of the physical alignment is just going to lead to vocal fatigue. And the other yes. thing to think about with extreme voicing is can you bring a bit there's a lot of interesting work in primal sound happening now I do some courses with a wonderful guy called Dan Chalfin who does a lot of stuff in primal sound so it's playing with the sounds that we have instinctively to give us the sounds that we need in an acting or singing capacity so for example a whimper can be really nice for crying and it's you know it's not intense on the voice at all because it's a natural instinctive emotional reaction and it's the same you know if somebody was running in front of a bus you'd certainly be able to shout loud enough to to tell them to stop without blowing your voice you know our body knows what to do in those instinctive emotional situations so it's about playing with those primal sounds to uh, to bring different qualities to the voice in those extreme situations so that you're not just screaming your lungs out super yeah ping ping me some links and we can we can uh Sort of put that out as well if people want to, Absolutely. to get in touch with their primal side. I was going mm. to say as well, if you do the lemons thing, you then can have a nice gin and tonic afterwards. I, not that there is a theme in in this podcast uh, today. I like uh, it. At all. I like the theme. 
(laughs) (laughs) But yeah, superb. And I guess that the other main question that people have, have kind of put to me is, you know, we all have various issues with vocal tics or sibilance or how we breathe. I mean, I, I kind of breathe in a funny way, I think, compared to other people, um, because my delivery of lines has an interesting, different staccato way to it, I've been told. So yeah, it's about uh, how people firstly identify what their thing is and if they don't want that thing to be so prevalent how would you suggest helping with things like sibilance or perhaps slight lisping or i don't know those kind of issues firstly in terms of how do you know i find people are usually pretty straightforward in telling you when you have a tick that annoys them or (laughs) is vocally present particularly directors who don't know how to help you with it so I get a lot of factors coming to me going, the director said I'm too sibilant and I'll never work again. What am I going to do? And it's like, OK, <laughs> now you have a complex about it, which is great. Um, so firstly, there are many, many, many successful people out there who have interesting speech features that have not impacted their careers at all. Yes. Jude Law, for example, perfect sort of this sort of sound where he's got a bit of a sort of list. And, and he's wonderful. You know, he works loads. Uh, Olivia Coleman, she's got classic sort of labiodental sort of lips and teeth thing going on. And that's not stopped her working. Um, you know, lots of yes. people have interesting voice features. So firstly, it doesn't have to be a barrier at all. I appreciate that sometimes on the mic, some of these things can be um, a little bit more prevalent. Um, yes. And you get the odd technician, you know, who maybe is like, oh, that sibilance is going to be really annoying to edit out. So can you do something about it? There are certain things you can do vocally in terms of working on the articulation and the contact of the articulators to help reduce sibilance, which is that sort of hissy sound on certain consonants. But I think a lot of it, if you're trying, if you're working on your own, is choosing a dec- uh, the right mic. So maybe a mic that's slightly darker or um, slightly uh-huh. doesn't have quite as much on the top if you know what I mean on the top end I I think EQing is quite good for (laughs) sibilance Uh, again my editing skills are horrific but a bit of EQing can help and you want sort of again working slightly off axis with the mic is really good for that as well and I think you can do something with is it DSing or there's some kind of a plug-in that I think can help Yes, there are a few things. I think, yeah, this is something I I will probably explore in a a sort of later episode or two in more detail. And and again, on my mad sass 10 minute warm ups, there is one that specifically does a few exercises for you to do if you are particularly sibilant to try and just place this placement of the tongue and and how how to, 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 to... really play with the the power of breath and so on. So yeah, I think hopefully something exists out there to, to help you if you are concerned about it. But as, as Nick just said, embrace your personality through your voice. You know, that could get you jobs. <laughs> absolutely. And I think although it is absolutely uh, possible to, you know, uh, coach out or coach and encourage different um, voicing habits. I think people underestimate how tricky it is to actually get that to a consistent and habitual level. Mm. And I think, you know, I mean, if you're prepared to work at it, you see it quite a lot in drama school training, you know, they come with one accent and they leave with a slightly different one or or they come with one, a a lisp and they leave without it. And that's fine. But, you know, that's a full time training and um, if you have access to that great where someone's constantly picking on it or constantly helping you with it but you know if, if you're someone who can you know only afford one session every couple of weeks or one session a month with someone like myself or, or a speech and language therapist it, it's it is very tricky so I think you've got to think about 
do I make that feature more of a feature and make it work for me? Or, you know, do I learn the techniques uh, in terms of editing to take it out? I, th- I think it's it's not, as, I don't think it's as simple as, oh, you know, make sure you're making that sound with the tip of the tongue and not the blade. <laughs> it can be, but, you know, it can be quite difficult. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And this is ingrained in you, isn't it, from probably when you first started speaking mm-hmm. a lot of it. So, so yes, it's very hard to, to, to completely re- I mean, just for for what you do, what what kind of uh, services do you offer for for folks that would come to you for whatever they? So I work on all elements of vocal technique, from release and breath through to resonance, articulation, text analysis, voice into text, all that kind of stuff. Putting the voice techniques into text, so articulation through text, all that kind of stuff. I do accent training. So if you need to learn an accent for a different part or you're just interested in the process of learning any accent, you can do it that sort of a way. The only thing I don't offer is accent softening or accent reduction because that's where my ethical line stops. I feel and believe there are other ways to improve communication without reducing somebody's accent to a huge degree. So that's the only thing I don't do. Um, But also things like presentation coaching, or if you're working on a pitch for work, or, Mm -hmm. you know, a PowerPoint presentation, or interview skills, or or recently I've been working a lot with females who need to feel more vocally empowered in the boardroom. Um, So that's been a new interesting area for me that's come up in the last few years for various reasons. (laughs) Yes, great. Good. We need our voices heard in the boardroom. There needs to be more women. Power your way up, ladies. Yeah, and it's lovely the feedback, you know, because you work with someone and, and, and then you get a lovely email saying, thank you, I got the pitch or they actually listened to me this time or, you know, and some of it's just about confidence and presence and that itself will uh, enhance the voice. Yes. Well, I I mean, I can't thank you enough for jumping in and speaking to me today. And um, I I hope folks listening have found your amazing advice hugely useful. And I'll put links to where you can be found on the the show notes side of things. But uh, but yeah, is there any sort of final top tip that you would give to anybody jumping in to do voice work uh, Mm. and and the kind of parting gift to them that you could could share? I think play, explore and play because we have a habitual place that we talk in that we have learned is completely normal and good for communication. But your voice is this incredibly expansive, exciting instrument and the possibilities are almost endless in terms of what you can achieve. So I would just explore and play and enjoy making noise and just uh, seeing where you can go with the voice that you have. Absolutely superb advice. I'm, I'm going to play now. I'm going to do it. So huge thank yous. And uh, no yes, do, do jump in and contact Nick if you need any help with it. You can obviously see she's got full of brilliant ideas and, and exercises <laughs> to help you improve and, and be amazing. So thank you very much. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Advice aplenty. Huzzahs. Okay, check the show notes, please, for the finer details from this podcast. And please, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, subscribe, rate, and review. That would really help me to get bigger audience, like, you know, this weekend. I'm very excited. This weekend's Pod UK in Birmingham, the 2nd of February. It's a stellar lineup of super folks. And, well, you can see amongst others... And they sleep live with Space Jump live. Curiosity live. Wooden overcoats live. Some BBC stuff live. And... I'm appearing as the no-nonsense minister awesome in one of three short episodes of The Orphans Live. Exciting. 
there's some brilliant panels there's also a blitz of being a voice actor 101 mediva recap episode that i'm going to record live as a workshop there and uh, oh you're so spoilt with panels and meets and greets and well just simply there's going to be an array of wonderful shining lights and british indie audio drama there so do come and say hello uh, links uh, to all that are in the show notes just put in your favorite search engine podcon uk rock salt events i think we'll find it somewhere the trailer today it's a long teaser a little bit of a, a tickle on your old audio drama um tickly things it's counterbalanced by the amazing cassie rilinicki all trailers and teasers on this show are from audio dramas i've been in or will be in and uh, well this one this one's gonna be amazing so do look out for it counterbalance ta-ta enjoy Again, the usual. <laughs> Catlin through and through. Food, food for the nickels. <laughs> I still wonder where they all come from. No clue. Don't care. <laughs> as long as the market has free cat food, does it really matter if it's five or fifty? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I should cut it all. <laughs> <laughs> I would too, if it wasn't for the allergies. Ugh. Hope you don't die with me here. I'm fine as long as we're outside. Ah, oh, yeah. What you got there? Groceries. Want some? If it's free. You know it is. <laughs> hey, want to know what I found fresh in stock? Ooh, show me, show me. Ooh, surprise eggs. I didn't know the market had them. Mm-hmm. Cool. I didn't know either. <laughs> I've been craving them for days, and I've been looking for them all over the aisles. <laughs> I got to try them when I was visiting Europa, but, you know, they're okay. kind of outlawed yeah. where I'm from. Yeah, I heard of that. And then today, I finally found them. Ah. Want to see what's inside? <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah, mm, that's the stuff I know, right? Mm. Mm, hey, hmm? have you done anything with your eyes? Hmm? Mm, they seem mm, more tear than I remember You like it? Yeah, looks amazing Is it contact? Nope, I just kind of thought it would be nice to have really nice teal colored eyes <laughs> Then Daryl suddenly told me my eye color was changing And yeah. it's been like this cool. ever since That's cool I wonder if I can do that. I mean, doesn't hurt to try, right? I want white hair. I want white hair. And... Is it white yet? There you go. Whoa, it worked. Awesome. Right? I wonder if this is how the market restocks. Market? What do you mean? I mean, there's no one working there, yet it restocks every day and seems to always have exactly what we want. And all the items are free. That's... Not how it was before, was it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth. I mean, I'm not going to either, but... Oh, come on, open the egg already. Oh, I want to see what's inside. Oh, yeah. Gosh, this better be good. <laughs> <laughs> there rarely are anymore, but... Well, here's hoping, right? <clears throat> oh. Who? It's empty. Who? What's that? That's strange. It was rattling, wasn't what? it? Don't you see that? Hmm? 
Yeah, see what? what? That thing that just came out. What thing? You know, that thing, like a glowing symbol. It floated to the sky and... Oh, shit! Hmm? What's that? What are you talking about, Lynn? What's see what? See that? Don't you see that mist in the sky? Mist? Huh? The sky is clear. It looks like... You know that north light stuff? You seen the photos of Norway? How can you see any of that against the sun? Well, I don't see any of that. Really? That's weird. So weird. Oh, crap! What the hell was that? What was what? Uh, didn't you hear that? You don't have to shout at me. I'm standing right beside you. What? Ah. Uh, sorry. That noise made my ears ring. What noise? The one that came from the sky. The the lights made it, you know? Huh? Wait, what? The They're gone. You're making so? far less sense Light. than usual, Lynn. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I mean, uh but you know, I think it's gone now. Then it was probably nothing. Mm, probably. Anyway, Daryl is cooking tonight. Wanna come over? Food, <laughs> uh, yeah. Count me in. I knew you'd say that. I'm always where the food is. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Over the mountains, Gunther, the magic weave has torn apart. Can it be fixed? <laughs> Find out in Counterbalance, a high fantasy audio drama coming early 2019. Learn more on trelunis.com.